Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Sex Wrap. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I'm here today with my co-creator, Spring, and we're really excited to answer your questions about sex. We love talking about sex. So, oh, <laughs> that was shouting about sex, oh, not wait. talking about sex. Oh, wait. Are we... I had a, I had a um, idea that today I wasn't going to laugh on the podcast, and I already messed it up in the first two seconds. Because when I go back and we're editing these, I laugh a lot, and I laugh very loudly, and it's kind of super annoying, right, guys? Don't answer that. Uh, wait, so <laughs> are you just saying I should be less funny? <laughs> I, I think I should just learn how to keep my mouth close and smile. And you'd be like snorting laughter outside, like one of those, those like. <laughs> I, hey, I can't handle listening to these either. Listening to my voice, like the way that you hear your, oh, it's hor- everybody feels the same way. Though. Does anyone like to listen to themselves? I guess not. I guess not. But I mean, the laughing is it's a little out of control. <laughs> okay. So... Maybe I'll try to laugh louder to cover up your laughter. This is going to be the worst. All right. So we have a question today. We do have a question today. And it's a question that comes up pretty frequently. And I think this is a really important one, too. Um, So someone asked, why should I get tested? Mm, that's my favorite question. I think all that a lot of people. Yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. It's true. All the questions. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because so many people feel like uh, they can't get an STD for whatever reason. It's kind of that like, oh, it happened to someone else, but that can't happen to me. And I think a lot of people just don't really feel like they need to get tested because they don't have any symptoms or they feel like they haven't really put themselves at risk. Um, But the reality is everybody needs to get tested. I know whenever we start talking about risk, this is one of those questions that comes up for me. And I'm like, okay, nobody thinks they're at risk, but we know that at, uh, what is it? 50% or more of American adults by the time they're in their twenties have had at least one STD. And also a lot of people get STDs from one of their first sexual partners because people think, oh, I haven't had much experience. They haven't had much experience. It's probably fine. Or I haven't actually had penetration with anybody yet so that it's impossible that I get STD. Um, and that just leads to more and more STDs being transmitted. Yeah. Like one of the questions that comes up is like, well, I'm a virgin. Can I have an STD? Or if I'm a virgin, why should I even bother? Well, first of all, what do you mean by virgin? Whenever I'm talking about sex, it's one of those like kind of dirty little words. And I mean that in all the worst kind of ways, like virgin. What does that mean? So for me, if you're asking me what virgin means, everybody has a whole bunch of virginities, like I have a whole, well, I have fewer than I used to. Um, but up until you do something, you're a virgin in that one area. But sex is such a broad word um, that if we're just talking about that kind of generic old fashioned form of the word virgin, um, there's so many behaviors that would violate kind of what that means. I don't know. It's, it's a silly term. But yes, I am still a virgin, just like I'm abstinent right now. Right. So I am both virgin and abstinent for some things. So what I'm hearing is that virgin 
you know, different things to a lot of different people. And we don't really have a good uh, use for that word, I think, in our society. I think it's um, something that is used to kind of uh, shame people or stigmatize people going in either way, actually. And so um, so what what we're talking about, though, when people say, I'm a virgin, I can't have an STD, is most often people are saying, I haven't had any type of penetrative sex. Um, so maybe they've only had oral sex or maybe they've done things like rubbing private parts together. And so then they're saying, I'm, I couldn't possibly have STDs. But actually, a lot of STDs are transmitted through uh, genetic skin contact or also through oral sex, not only through having um, what we think of as uh, penetrative sex. Yeah. I mean, and I, I really try to describe oral sex as penetrative sex too, most of the time. I think it's safer for us to talk about it. Like all of them are penetrative. Uh, yeah. Anything that's happy to grow in a penis or a vagina is happy to grow in your mouth and throat. Yeah. We need to get, we need to, we need to do an oral sex episode where we just talk about oral sex the whole time. Okay. Okay. Coming, <laughs> coming up some month soon, oral sex with Spring and Andrew. I mean, I think everything we're doing is oral sex. <laughs> oh, right. We're oral sex workers. <laughs> oh, God, stop the laughing. <laughs> You're laughing okay. Yeah. So um, let's see. So why else should people get tested? Um, I think one of the big reasons why people don't get tested is that they're really scared of the entire process. They don't know what it's going to look like. They don't know what it's going to feel like. The people have fears of needles. People have fears of doctors. People have fears of knowing. They prefer their ignorance because then they never have to have the conversation. Um, that was a lot in one sentence. But uh, I think that when people have those fears, you have to start addressing a lot of those issues. Um, most of the time you get tested, it is a really quick process that only takes a few seconds or a few minutes and um, they're not expensive. Most of the time they're free. I think almost all health insurance companies cover them for free now as well. Um, you can get them all over the place. They're easy to get. Any Planned Parent would have it. I live here in South Florida where there's a whole bunch of vans that go around areas where you could just walk into the back of a van and get tested. I mean, make sure it's uh, one of the bands that's doing testing. But yes, um, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there are different uh, resources for getting tested uh, depending on where you live, of course. Um, and some of them will take longer and some of them will be immediate. But uh, yeah, you can do the mail-in testing a lot of places. And I mean, I think that what is important to consider is not just the fear that you have in going in, but actually thinking about if you don't get tested and you don't get treatment for something that you might have, then there's a lot of long-term negative effects for your health and for any partners you might have. So if you're weighing out fears, I think that if you actually think about the fears of not getting tested, they're a lot heavier. Like those are a lot more scary. Like the untreated diseases can leave you infertile. They can leave you... Um, I mean, if you had syphilis to tertiary stage, you could uh, lose your mental capacity. I mean, those things are pretty terrifying. Right. I mean, if we start looking at some of the, the base statistics with STDs, um, if they're not treated, um, it's one of the leading, if not the leading cause of infertility in women. Um, 
And I think it's really important to say that sometimes people don't get tested because they don't see anything, right? Th- like they don't feel different. They they don't notice anything being different with their body. Um, and most STDs uh, for most people are completely asymptomatic, right? And, and asymptomatic means if you have it, you don't have any signs or symptoms. It doesn't show up at all unless you get tested. But even though you don't see anything, it still can be causing damage to your body. Mm-hmm. And you could still be seeing it along to your partners as well. I think another really good reason to get tested um, kind of relates to that thinking about your other partners. If you if you respect yourself, if you're trying to be respectful of your own body, if you're trying to be respectful of your sexual choices, one of the best things that you could know is have have that level of power. Like I, I am making these choices and engaging in sex sexual behaviors with people. And I know that I am being either safe or I, I am not spreading disease to my partner, my partners. Hey. That's not even a word to my partners as well. So respect for yourself and respect for all of the other people that you might choose to share parts of yourself with. So I think it's good for yourself and good for other people as well. So, I mean, I think that that goes along with, you know, just taking pride and uh, in yourself and being um, proactive in your health. And it does feel really good to take those proactive steps. Like, uh, I mean, you can take like similarly think about going to your dentist checkup and, you know, people dread going to the dentist and people are like, oh, what if I have a cavity? I don't want to go. I don't want to know. But then after you go to your checkup, you feel really good and you're like, oh, my teeth feel great. And I feel great because I took care of myself. And now I know that I don't have a cavity. Or if you have one, now I know that I can get it taken care of and I won't lose my tooth, right? So it's very similar to these other areas of our life where if we are... um, uh, proactive and actually taking care of ourselves, it feels great when you do it. Well, and I think like there's so much in our culture, in American culture, that kind of tells us not to do sexual self-care, to not think about yourself in that way. Only think about it if there's an emergency, right? Um, and the other thing is uh, when you start, if you do get results back um, that show that you have something or that there might be an issue, the good news is for the vast majority of STIs or STDs, um, there are really good treatment plans available. So if you get any of the bacterial ones, most of the time that, that there's an antibiotic treatment plan that works to clear it. Um, if you ha- uh, have HPV, which is also what causes genital warts, um, you can get screened more frequently to make sure that there's no cancer that comes from it. HPV is the leading cause of cervical cancer and also anal and penile and mouth and throat cancers as well. Um, but if you know, it means that you can be more vigilant in screening and make sure that's make sure that in the long run that you're happier and healthier. Um, let's see what else. If you get tested positive for herpes, herpes is the weird one for me to talk about all the time. So spring, what are the negative outcomes of herpes infections? Um some people might be mean to you. Uh, <laughs> so there really aren't a whole lot of neg- like if you're tested, you know, right? And then you can let future partners know. But at the end of the day, I think herpes is hyper stigmatized. People get really mean about it. People make all kinds of uh, assumptions about a person with it. But uh, when we really look at something like herpes, it's a huge percentage of the population has either version one or version two. And overall, there's almost no negative health outcomes from an infection. But at least you know when you can have those conversations 
with people. Um, and even today, and you can take oh. you can take viral suppressors to suppress breaks and prevent further transmission. So I mean, I think there's, I mean, not knowing that you have it and then potentially giving it to a lot more partners is also kind of that greater worry. So it it's almost silly to use an excuse like I don't want if I have something because then you're not only putting your partners at risk, but you're uh, potentially doing yourself further damage. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Yo, turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. Oh, yeah. And we should talk about HIV tests for a minute, too. Um, people are often really afraid of HIV and HIV tests. Um, just for your HIV test overall, you don't even get a blood draw at this point. You put a little swab in your mouth for a few minutes. Um, and often clinics will have rapid results, too, where you can get a result from that within 30 to 45 minutes most of the time. So you can get rapid results. Um, but the other thing that I think that is really important when we talk about getting tested, um, this is one of those areas where people have the most worry with HIV because it's so stigmatized. People are so afraid of it. Um, but if you were to test positive for HIV today, uh, if you got on the best treatment for HIV, not only will you have a long, happy, healthy life, um, with very few, if any, complications from it. Um, but uh, now that now we know that people who are on good regimens and who stay on treatment don't even can't even spread it to other people at this point. Like the the, the new recommendations for the CDC, National Institutes of Health in the United States, have shown that people who take their the anti-HIV medications, antiretrovirals can't even spread it to other people, right? So you not only protect yourself, guarantee that you're going to have a long, happy, healthy life, but um, you're protecting the lives of people around you as well. So it's about self-love and love of other people too. Yeah. And I mean, that uh, we can have a whole episode talking about uh, stigmas of different STDs, including HIV and um, talking about, you know, why those exist and what we can do about those, but also just knowing that um, all STDs, including HIV, are manageable with uh, the medical advancements we have now and that none of them are anything to be afraid of. And um, I think that it can be scary of people to talk about a diagnosis when they have it and to share that with partners. But that's something that we need to keep working toward destigmatizing because it shouldn't be something that we're afraid to tell somebody. Um, you hear people all the time talk about how they got a cold or the flu, and we should also be able to talk about STDs in the same way. You know, oh, I'm on antibiotics this week because I... <laughs> Caught gonorrhea. Oh, well, got to <laughs> take the addicts. And I mean, there's no reason that uh, it shouldn't be as simple as that. Right. As simple as that. And I think there are other things that we can talk about making simple. I think the more that you get tested, the easier it gets and the less anxiety and worry that you have around it, too. If you make it a routine, 
Um, so if you're a sexually active young person, you should be getting tested at least once a year, if not once every six months, um, just to make sure that everything is okay. And if you get used to it, um, I mean, there's no really any worry or anxiety. Worry or anxiety. I know um, I've had a lot of people over the years. Um, I've been teaching human sexuality classes for a very long time. Um, a lot of students who have tons of anxiety, um, and I've actually walked with students to testing centers. I've gotten tested with students. I think that if you and a friend go together, I mean, there's a lot of strategies that you can use to bring it down. If you do it with a couple friends and you have a conversation about it, you'll see how it's really not scary at all. And at least for me, knowing is always a lot better than the anxiety and worry, like hanging over my head of do I or do I not know? Yeah. And I, I think it's a great idea to actually make it into something fun. Like say you get a couple of friends together and you set a date like every six months we're going to, and then we're going out to dinner after and or we're going to see a movie or whatever it is that you like to do with your friends to make it into an event. So it's actually you look forward to seeing your friends, to doing something fun, but also doing something good for your health. And the more regular you make it like that, like every six months you go and do, then it's not like, oh my God, I'm going because I'm afraid I something. And that also lessens the worry. Like if you uh, wait until you haven't been tested in years, then it is more scary to go because it's probably also more likely that you have something by that point. So going regularly uh, can help prevent that fear. And also you can uh, create uh, some fun transitions around it with your friends. I think that we should, for my birthday, I don't like my birthday very much. Spring loves hers. So uh, I think maybe I'll make my birthday like official get tested day for me and all the people around me. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Happy birthday to me. My birthday is in September. You can send me. Co- no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't really celebrate it. But I think, I, I mean, right. So I, I've been telling my mom for years, get your mammogram on her birthday kind of thing to remind her. Um, and I think that we could maybe, I don't know. Like there's going to be an Etsy store that's going to pop up now with like STD testing birthday kits. Yay. Uh, But really, there's nothing to be worried about, nothing to be afraid of. Um, Once you know, you can make an action plan. Um, And I think it's also important to say that it's never too late to start playing safe, too. So we have a lot of young people who, when they're starting to have sex originally, um, they're not really that concerned with safety. They're a lot more lax with condoms. They're you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like they're not out there. And then what they say is, well, you know, I haven't been doing these things. I haven't been using condoms. I haven't been playing it safe. So I don't think I need to in the future. I'm already damaged goods. I've already made bad choices. What testing does though, is it kind of gives you like a free reset. Like maybe I would have made some, maybe I've made some bad decisions in the past. And we all have made bad decisions in our sexual past. Um, but it'll let you say, well, here we go. Here's my fresh new start date. Um, and from this point forward, I can work to protect myself and work uh, work to protect people around me as well. Yeah. And I think that um, it is always fun to have a fresh start. Like we can do a fresh start um, at any time. We can do a fresh start on a birthday. We can do it on a half birthday. We can do it uh, any day of the week. So take that time to decide that today's the day yeah so get tested everybody if you want to tell us your tested stories we'd be happy to hear them as well not your testing outcomes 
Like we're not interested in what they say. We're not going to shame or stigmatize you regardless what it is. We're just going to congratulate you on taking that step to get it done. Hooray. Um, So we're almost at the period. Just before that, I want to mention that uh, the Sex Trap is supported by CastBox. And CastBox is is an official Google Editor's Choice app, uh, which means that it's one of only 25 apps globally to get this kind of app of excellence title. And the only podcast app to get the honor. Um, and it's really great because you can do some searches uh, based on podcasts you like or based on words or topics that occur in episodes. So it's really easy to find a great podcast that you want to hear more of. It's available on iOS, Android, desktop, and works with Google Home and Amazon Alexa as well. Try it out. It works for Amazon Alexa. I have those in all of the rooms in my house. Oh, yeah. now you want it. I do. I'm going to try it when I go home. That's awesome. All right. So um, today we're flipping the script on the period, and I'm the one who's going to ask the joke. It's almost always Spring who asks the jokes, but today I'm going to ask it. So, Spring. Yeah. What do you call a gynecologist who's hard of hearing? Um, a gynecologist. So, uh, ooh, I don't know. A lip reader. <laughs> Because they're, they're reading the lips for STDs, like we're tying it back. Oh, in. Yeah, that's, that's my last dad joke ever, everybody. I am very sorry. Like, from now on. That's my life. favorite. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and how can they find us? Okay, everybody. Um, So uh, we would love to hear your questions. Uh, questions about love, sex, relationships, LGBT issues, body, body, anything at all. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, you can send us an email where thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. That's rap with a W. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Sex Rep. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. (laughs) Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC.